Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Waiver Wire Wishlist Podcast, coming at you every Monday evening. And uh, I'm joined here as always. I guess this is, as always, this is the second appearance for Zach Van Meter. Zach, how are you today, man? I'm good, man. Kind of a weird day, though. Um, Loving football. Watched it all day yesterday, but last night at 2 a.m., I woke up with a fever. And I'm like, what the heck? Broke the fever, but I called my work because we're in weird times these days, right? So uh have to let them know. So they said, you can't come back to work till you get a COVID test. So fun time. Oh, geez. So I yeah, that's uh, that's the world we're in these days. You know, the slightest, you know, uh, ailment you may feel it's, uh, you know, possibly subject to COVID. So you have to get that test done before you enter the real world. Uh, speaking of football, we have two games going on. Uh, I guess one going on as we speak right now. And then another one slated for a 10 p.m. start here for us Eastern Coast guys. Guarantee you I won't be staying up for that one with work uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, but you know, we have the Steelers and the Giants and what is actually a decent game in terms of, you know, watching a game, it's no blowout either. end. it's a little sloppy here or there, but, uh, at least some footballs on our TV. So something to rejoice about. Uh, my name is Nate with, we know fantasy it can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Zach, where can the good people find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tecmo Zach, like the video game T E C M O Z A C K. All right. And if you enjoy this content we're coming with you, remember the We Know Fantasy Podcast Network has several shows throughout the week. Wednesday, I am joined with the Fantasy Fro for the We Know Fantasy Podcast featuring the Fantasy Fro. Thursday nights is the We Know Fantasy Contributors Podcast where a group of our uh, lovely and talented contributors come on to talk a week that was and week that is to happen of fantasy football. And then every Saturday, we have the We Know Fantasy DFS special, usually hosted by the fantasy mechanic Nick himself. But this week he is out of town for a wedding, so you'll hear my voice again come Saturday. I uh, hope you're not getting sick of it, uh, and I hope you guys are tuning in. Uh, remember, visit our website, weknowfantasy.com, for some more fantasy football and fantasy sports content as well. So let's kick it off here. Last week was our first show. It was kind of hard going into things because we had no preseason. We had nothing but speculation and you know reports out of camp of what to pick up. We didn't do the greatest. You know, some things here or there didn't fall our way. Uh, Drew Locke is playing tonight, uh, so we don't know much about him. Gardner Minshew had himself a game. Uh, took down the Colts in what was a game that they were expected to lose. 20.82 points for himself. Bryce Love was a very, um, very added player, and he was a healthy scratch. And here's when we actually did hit it on. Joshua Kelly, Los Angeles Chargers at 12 points. But looks like this may be the new one-two punch with Austin Eckler. What do you see there out of uh, Kelly there, Zach? I know you're a big fan of this guy. Yeah, I'm a big fan, like I said last week. This is definitely the victory lap. I think you and I both with Robinson and Kelly nailed it. And it's they're going to use two running backs, so he is an automatic flex play right now. It certainly helps he got a touchdown. That's not going to come every week. But they showed the Chargers in that game that they are going to run the ball and make no apologies about it. It's going to be running with Tyrod running with Eckler, and running with Kelly. The only thing I don't like about Kelly in PPR leagues is that Tyrod does not throw to his backs. So keep that keep that in mind when you're adding him. He's absolutely get the man on your team. If something happens to Eckler, you're looking at just work workload galore. But I think Eckler had zero targets, if I'm correct. So, Which is uh, insane. <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, something to watch. And maybe that's something they correct. I don't know. Not a thing Tyrod does. So we'll see. All right, and like you said, James Robinson had himself a decent game, 10 points, but 16 attempts there. Uh, Azebo, Divine there, was on the IR, so exclude that. Steven Sims Jr. had eight points. Kendrick Bourne 
and a quiet 49ers offensive day, 5.4 points. J.J. Arcega, white side, a guy we're both high on, uh, did not get a target, zero points. Uh, Brian Edwards, a guy I tooted, tooted his horn on several podcasts last week, only had 1.9 points. Jack Doyle, the trusty guy, for 7.9 points, and Irv Smith Jr., 2.1 points. But that's how we did last week. We promised we'd be better this week. We have a you know a week's worth of games. And like Zach said, he was glued to his TV last night. Uh, yesterday, I was as well. I watched as much football as I possibly could. Uh, sadly, I had to watch my 49ers lose their opening game, but they'll be back. we got a pretty easy schedule moving forward at this point. But let's kick it off. Let's go get a week two suggestions. You know, we have uh, actual football on our brains, in our brains. So my quarterback this week, these are more streaming-type options. Uh, if you follow this podcast, I'm going Kirk Cousins, who's only owned in 34% of Yahoo and 21.4% of ESPN leagues. Wow. So, yeah, that's I was very surprised when I went to put my research together for this. He went 19 for 25 yesterday for 210 yards, excuse me, and two touchdowns versus the Packers. The Packers actually have a good defense. Their secondary is very good, uh, surprisingly. Now he gets the Colts this week who just allowed Minshew to throw for three touchdowns against him and, and beat him. This is obviously a worse uh, secondary than what the Packers roll out there. And with Kirk Cousins, you know, they didn't win the game against the Packers. They were in the game. Packers are a very good football team. That offense looks unstoppable. Uh, whatever happened there, I don't know what got into Aaron Rodgers. Maybe it was the breakup <laughs> this uh, this offseason that really got him going. But they were really firing all cylinders there, it appears. But Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings looked competent last night. So I think they have a pretty good game here against the Annapolis Colts. Sure, and Adam Thielen looks fully back 100%. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Which definitely helps, for sure. And Jefferson uh, didn't do something to keep on your radar. I don't think he belongs on a team, but he should be a guy on the watch list for old Kirky as well, I think, Justin Jefferson. Of course, of course, that highly you know sought-after rookie. But another quarterback here, Zach, who do you have? Uh, this may be a surprise. Who do you have listed here, Zach? Well, I'm going dangerous this week. He scored... Uh, a lot of like 33 fantasy points because he runs two. I got Mitch Trubisky. He plays the Giants this week. Uh, 242 passing yards, three touchdowns, and 26 rushing. Home dudes owned in 2.7% of ESPN leagues, 3% of Yahoo. It's a very good matchup. If you have a quarterback that's not doesn't have the best matchup, it could be it, it when when he's when he's not injured and he's running, Mitch Trubisky is very valuable for fantasy. Last season, he wasn't running because of that injury, and it was just awful, like 16 points, 15 points. He was unleashed in the fourth quarter. I think I think he was kind of too worried playing for his job the first three, and then he just unleashed and realized, man, if I keep playing like this, <laughs> uh, Foles is taking my job like next week, and uh, he, looked, he looked not terrible. So uh, I'm about Trubisky versus the Giants this week. Yeah, that was against a Lions defense that I really talked up to last week. I thought it was a, a lock there for the Detroit defense that improved Detroit defense. But no, Trubisky had himself a good showing. Uh, the Giants act defense actually looks competent today playing those Steelers right now, only allowing 16 points, two touchdowns to them. Um, so we'll see what happens next week. Uh, but let's move forward here to the running backs and let's kick us off with a familiar name here, Zach. Yes, uh, Old Man River, Adrian Peterson is my first choice. Uh, he is owned in 21.3% of ESPN leagues. Uh, Yahoo uh, league mates are a little bit more savvy, 46%, surprisingly, in Yahoo. Um, I think he's the back to own right now. I think Swift will chip away at this uh, every week and get more passing run, but you know he dropped a touchdown pass yesterday. Peterson had 93 yards on 14 attempts. 
That's wow. 6.6 yards a carry. And he caught three balls for 21. So, and they trust him. Patricia used LeGarrette Blunt when he had him there. It seems like they trust the veteran back. Carryon had four four runs, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's Peterson's backfield right now, and he's available in way too many leagues. Right now with Miles Sanders, is he going to play this week? Look, Connor, what's Connor doing right now? We're watching Sit this Sit on the bench. And, and he's doing nothing. So, I, man, I'm all about youth. I always like to go upside, but he belongs on a roster. And if you have a waiver priority early, get him. Yeah, Adrian Peterson surprised everyone. 93 yards, you know, the Washington football team actually cut this guy. And they had a total of 80 rushing yards uh, yesterday in a victory of the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So a little surprising there. But, yeah, Peterson really, you know, jumped out of everyone and surprised pretty much all of the fantasy football world, even though at this point we should never uh, doubt Adrian Peterson. My first running back here is Malcolm Brown of the Los Angeles Rams. He's only 26% of Yahoo and only 7.9% of ESPN leagues. So this right now is the Rams' number one back, and I think it stays that way for a while. I know we have Cam Akers and we have Daryl Henderson Jr., who were kind of you know, – Daryl Henderson was drafted somewhat early last year, and he saw uh, – excuse me, showed some signs of, you know, competence last year, carried the ball when Todd Gurley was not there. People thought this may be his backfield early on, but they forgot that Malcolm Brown is a consistent runner. He had 18 carries for 79 yards, two touchdowns, but on top of that saw four targets for another 31 yards on three receptions. Um Along with this, Cam Akers saw 14 carries and a target. So those two seem to be the one to punch. Darren Henderson only had three attempts. You know, this could uh, be one of those hot hand type of things, but looks like they're really relying on here on Malcolm Brown. We know this is a football team that likes to run the run the ball. They've been doing it for years. Of course, they had, you know, one of the best in the game to do it, Todd Gurley. But even last year when they didn't have Todd Gurley uh, as often, they were using Malcolm Brown and, and the likes of Darren Henderson. And it seems to be doing that way as well. They have the Eagles next week, which held Washington to 80 rushing yards, which isn't the best. But like a like a line situation, I think Malcolm Brown keeps rolling along sure. until Akers keeps chipping away at those touches, and eventually it would be Akers' backfield because they invested a second-round pick in that guy, and you, you have to use him if you're going to invest a second-round pick in him. So that's coming, but until then, ride Malcolm Brown uh, to some Ws. Oh, that's valid. And also the, about Mal- Malcolm Brown, remember the Lions tried to sign him two years ago. And they match the offer. And yeah, so they value this guy. So they like him. And you know what, man? It's the same thing with Adrian Peterson. Football's a, uh, fantasy football is a week-to-week game, week to week game. I think Kate Akers is the back you want to own long-term. He's the guy that could be the league winner in fantasy because somebody dumps him and drops him today, uh, you know, because he didn't do anything. Uh, Week went overreactions. Yeah, overreaction Monday, right? But Malcolm Brown is the, is the running back you want in your lineup in your flex or your RB2 spot that could uh, – Help give you that W this week. For sure, for sure. All right, here's a another familiar uh, familiar name if you are a listener to this podcast. Zach, who's your second running back you want to own? It's a Joshua Kelly. I definitely toted him last week. I uh, tried to tell everybody. I do my victory lap right now. I actually have him in three of my four leagues that I'm in, so I'm uh, feeling real good about it. 60 yards rushing, uh, one touchdown. He's 11% owned in ESPN, 13% Yahoo!, I can't wait to look at the numbers Wednesday morning and see how much he's owned now. Dude is good. He's got juice, and he's just going to get more and more burn as the season goes on. Add this dude. Now, as far as priorities, ah, man, it depends on where you're at winning-wise. If you lost and you have number one priority, I think Adrian Peterson and Malcolm Brown are the priority ads. And uh, if you won, Josh Kelly's the guy you want to scoop and put on your bench. 
Yeah. Yep. We talked about Josh Kelly already. Um, he's a guy that you're going to want on your team. Uh, it's obvious about that. Uh, sorry about that. I'm just checking my scores because I saw that the Steelers threw another or got another interception. I need them to uh, not do as well they're, as they're going. <laughs> Benny but, Oh Benny, yeah, what is this? What is this? Benny Snell, throw him in here. What's what's he owned? I don't know, but he's got to be below the forty percent mark. But he's he's running away with that backfield with James Conner on the bench. Well, he but, just fumbled. So what <laughs> was that? And, and he just fumbled. So. Oh, he fumbled. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, exclude that part. I'll cut it out in post. Uh, but anyhow, uh, my next running back is a name that really took the league by surprise yesterday. Naheem Hines of the Annapolis Colts. This is in part to Marlon Mack, you know, went down with an ACL injury, I believe. Did he tear his ACL? Uh, I think so, right? Yes, sir. He is yep, done for yep. the- Yeah, he's done for the season. Tore that ACL. Uh, Hines only had seven carries for 28 yards, but he had a touchdown. What really want, uh, is here that you want to focus on is the eight targets and eight receptions for 45 yards, another score by Hines. We know that Rivers loves to chuck down to his running backs, take Austin Eckler bursting out last season. He loves to do it. And, you know, Marlon Mack's now the pitcher. So Jonathan Taylor obviously is that back. The Colts love this guy. He's going to get the majority of touches. Behind, he's going to come on as the off-speed type of guy, get those catches, eight receptions, something you can't. If there's a wide receiver out there who has eight targets and eight receptions in a game, he's top of your waiver wire priority. This is a running back who can do it. Flex, you know, flex play each week. Um, This is this is a, a great ad in my opinion. And he carries value as the veteran for the rest of the season in this backfield. I don't think his value goes away uh, as long as he's healthy in this backfield. And he gets the Rams next week, who uh, you know isn't is a is a good defense, but they're I think they're suspect to uh, the, the pass catching backs for sure. And I wonder how I'm very intrigued to see because that was a very Austin Eckler like performance. It was, uh, yeah. So I, or yesterday, excuse me. I'm intrigued to see if because that's Philip Rivers. That's his thing. So I wonder if it's crazy to think how much he was slept on in drafts. Just that's <laughs> at this point. I wish I wish I, my mind would have thought clearer. That that would have been a perfect guy as Mister Irrelevant on your bit as your last pick for sure. Yeah, I have him in a few leagues because of that, and you know I really pat myself on the back for that pick. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that's our running backs of the week. Let's roll over to the wide receivers. I'll go first here with a guy that I've been high on since camp. And this is one of those things where I bought into the camp hype, and it looks like it may actually be working out. Usually, it's the opposite. Usually, you buy into buy into that camp uh, that camp hype, and it it let lets you down. Uh, simply as that. But Marquez Valdez Gantling, he's owning seven percent of Yahoo and one point nine percent of ESPN league, so he's minimally minimally owned across both formats. Like I said, there was reports coming out of camp that you know he and Aaron Rodgers were clicking early and that he was really taking those strides in the offseason to become a better wide receiver and be that number two opposite uh, opposite uh, Adams that the Packers desperately needed. Six targets, four receptions, 96 yards, and a touchdown last week. So this is obviously, you know, these two are clicking together. Um, the Packers get the lines last week. We saw what happened there uh, with Mitchell Dabrisky taking apart for 242 and three touchdowns. So I think, uh, you know, MVS may be in line for another similar stat with 100 yards and a touchdown. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, you and I are on the Packer hype train right now, and I know it's overreaction Monday, but Aaron Rodgers looks pissed off. It, it reminds me of the Alex Smith when they drafted uh, Patrick Mahomes that year. When Alex oh, Smith yep, yep. went ham on the world. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers is talented, but last year was just so run heavy. And my wide receiver this week is Lazard, the Lazard King. 
Um, another good week. He also got in the end zone. He had four receptions, only four targets. So I give the slight edge if I'm if I'm trying I'm trying to get one of these two off waivers. Uh, MVS is the guy I'm targeting first. Lazard second. Twenty five percent owned in ESPN. Once again, Yahoo owners a little bit more savvy. Forty two percent. Yeah, like we said, this this uh, Packers offense was something special to watch yesterday. And any other game, it could be MVS or Lazard as the wide receiver, too. It's kind of a gamble here, a flex type of play, or in a league with three wide receivers, you'd throw them in the uh, wide receiver three spot. Uh, Adams is a staple, of course. He was one of, if not the, the top-performing fantasy player last or this week thus far. I don't know what will happen for the remainder of the games. But, of course, that will happen and uh, these two are kind of battling out for that wide receiver two spot in the Packers. And anyone that's a wide receiver two in the Packers is worth owning, in my opinion. So wide receiver two for me is a uh, another offense I want as many parts of as I possibly can. That's Russell Gage, Lana Falcons. He's owned in just 2% of Yahoo and 3.8% of ESPN leagues. This is a guy I had last year in several leagues, and I loved having him. Week one against the Seattle Seahawks. Here we go. 12 targets, 9 receptions, 114 yards. Didn't find the end zone. But those 12 targets, Julio Jones had 12 targets, and Calvin Ridley had 12 targets. So they obviously value this guy. Matt, um, Matty Ice likes this guy if he's given him as many targets as the likes of Calvin Ridley or Julio Jones. And like I said, I want as many parts of this Falcons offense. It just seems like the Falcons are on every other year, and this is a year for them to be on. They're clicking. Uh, obviously, week one already. Uh, Seattle isn't the best. Uh, best of defenses, but they find a way to be relevant and be good. And, you know, 36 receptions or 36 targets for th- just three receivers is is kind of mind-blowing, honestly. So they get Dallas next week, who just allowed Goff to throw for 275. I think it's another good week, and he is definitely worth a stash on the end of your bench. Flex value and wide receiver three value, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can I uh, give you some breaking news real quick? Yeah, let's go for it. James Conner will not come back in the game. He has been Ooh. Well, so just need a just need some points out of this Giants offense and then stop turning the ball over and I could uh, sneak out a victory here. Yes, Benny Snell is fourteen point six percent owned. Add him to our running back list for sure. That that is uh, yeah. Yeah, look- quick. Same with Jarrett McKinnon. Make sure you keep an eye on that guy as well. Sure. All, All right. right. Yep. My- go ahead. Go ahead. About that rent the flow a little bit with the breaking news. Thought I'd let the peeps know. Yeah. <laughs> This one's kind of a cheat because it's 40% in ESPN, 45 in Yahoo. Normally we want to get a little bit lower than that, but a lot of people dropped him. He was definitely drafted, but the injury looked like it was going to keep him out two to two to two weeks to a month. He played and looked good. This is Mike Williams on the Chargers. So here's how Tyrod Taylor plays for anybody who's not watched this man like I have. It's a scramble or it's a long pass that is either overthrown or a completion. So that's perfect for Mike Williams. Uh, Mike Williams had nine targets yesterday, the most targeted receiver on the team. Four receptions for 69 yards. It's going to be boom or bust, but Tyrod will keep chunking those those down there, and home dude gets open. So he's going to have some games over 100. He's going to get a 40-yard catch almost every week because that's just Tyrod Taylor's game. So Mike Williams, for me, is a priority add, and he is so, like, an instant, just put it in your flex, set it, and forget it because he's got the the volume's going to be there. Yeah, and you know when we were talking earlier in the day, you texted me that you know Mike Williams is actually below the mark of what we set our standard of you know forty percent owned in Yahoo and or ESPN leagues. So you know I was surprised when you sent me that. I didn't Mike Williams did not even cross my mind when I was putting my uh, information together. Yeah, I saw him in two of the on the waivers in two of the leagues that I'm in, 
And I'm like, that's that can't be. So I actually researched it. <laughs> Holy balls, man. Sure enough. I expect this to be way different Wednesday, obviously, but some people are going to get them, and that's uh, that's a player that should have been drafted in the teens somewhere. So that's uh, that's good. Yeah, very much so. Uh, and let's roll out our final position of the week. We have two great options for the tight end position, and Zach will kick us off here. All right, I'm going to stay on the bear stack this week. Jimmy Graham, man, the targets were there. He almost had another touchdown, but Jimmy Graham did not throw a good football. Uh, or not, I'm sorry, Mitchell Trubisky did not throw a good football. He's 10% owned in ESPN, 5% in Yahoo. Uh, three receptions for 25 yards and a touch. Seven targets, that's key. And the tight end game that we're playing with streaming, you have three points, five points, eight point performances. If you're getting seven receptions, that's a guy I want on my team. Or seven targets, excuse me. That's a guy I want on my team because that means the opportunity is going to be there every single game. And I don't know what was going on in Packerland the last two years, but nothing but praise from him in camp for the Bears so far. And it looks like it's looks like it might be the real deal this year. So let's scoop him up. Yeah, historically speaking, you know, Aaron Rodgers has not really used his tight end right. at much at all. So, you know, Jimmy Graham went there and caught that hype. But, uh, you know, he was a guy I kind of stayed away from him because of that. But, you know, he's here in this Bears offense where uh, the likes of Mitchell Trubisky can really rely on a, you know, big body, sure-handed veteran like Jimmy Graham, who at one point was historically one had one of the greatest tight end seasons of all time. So, you know, the talent is there and everything. So uh, maybe he gave us a second chance here, a rejuvenization in uh in chicago but the final player here of the show for week two is my tight end logan thomas of the washington football team only just two percent of yahoo 0.5 percent of espn leagues uh like like uh zach just said at this point you know when you're looking for your tight ends possibly streaming them you want to find players who have you know several targets because you know the 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 uh opportunity to bust out is there because you need targets to score points. Simple as that. Logan Thomas had eight targets, which is a, a, a good amount. He was targeting key plays. Uh, I was watching that game. I wanted to see what the likes of Antonio Gibson and whatnot were doing. But I was watching that game, and, you know, there were like thir- third and longs that, uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins was in. And he was looking for Logan Thomas, tried to force the ball to him a few times. He did catch a touchdown, four receptions for 37 yards and a touchdown. So we know this is a quickly becoming one of Haskins' favorite targets, one of his most sure-handed targets. You know, you have the likes of Terry McLaurin, Steven Sims on the outside. But down the middle, Logan Thomas is that guy that could really lean on a young quarterback who's trying to find his stride. And I like this. They get Arizona this week as well, who last season allowed the most fancy points to opposing tight ends, and it wasn't close. I know they held kill and check last week, but that was we came to find out that was due to a knee injury. And uh, even though he played in the second half, he didn't have a didn't have a reception. So uh, I like to believe if Kittle was healthy, the game would have been different, and the 49ers would have came away with a victory, and you know Kittle would have had a good game. But Logan Thomas again, tight end for the Washington Football Team, gets Arizona this week, so I'm playing him. If I need to stream tight end, or say it was a Blake Jarwin owner, like I know Zach was, uh, you know, lost him for for the season with an ACL tear, you need to find that next guy, and Logan Thomas could be that answer for you. Yeah, these are the two that I've actually got queued up in both leagues I lost Jarwin in. I've got uh, Logan Thomas is priority one, and Jimmy Graham is priority two uh, on the waivers. Uh, Logan Thomas looked really good. How about that football team, by the way? How yeah, about- came in, surprised the Eagles. Um, you know, we thought a lot of this would be the running game, but, you know, Dwayne Haskins got it done. Um, it wasn't pretty, not at all. 
But they came out, and somehow, you know, that defense looked competent, like I said they would, and that was actually my DFS play of the week, was that Washington football team at 2,000 points. They had, like, 15 points, one of the top-scoring defenses. So another pat on my back there. Yes, I like, I like, I like it. I'm digging it. They got, they got some swagger too. They're, they're, they're. They they're do, not- you know, got that rebranding name change. Eyes are kind of on them because of that. Yeah. You know, a lot of great young talent. One of the best front four in the league. You know, Chase Young looked phenomenal. Had like a strip sack in one of the first few minutes of the game. That guy's gonna be special. Yes, they're they are. If we if we added a defense, that would be my must add defense. Like right now, <laughs> if we did a defense. Uh, yeah, for- they're. They're quietly one of the better defenses in the league, in my opinion, front seven especially, and they have some pretty good ballers in that secondary as well. Yes, sir. Well, all right, guys, there we are. Two weeks deep, two episodes. Well, it's technically one week deep, but two weeks of the We Know Fantasy Waiver Wire wish list. Before we sign off again, Zach, where can people find you on social media? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TecmoZach. That's T-E-C-M-O-Z-A-C-K. Uh, like always, my DMs are open. Um, feel free to uh, send me messages for start-sit questions or waivers uh, because you've got to drop somebody whenever you're adding somebody. So if you need to know who that is, because that's one of the one of the fun things to see going on here this next few days. Or what? who are people going to drop to pick up some of these guys? So, that's a good uh, question. And yeah. uh, if you're like me, I become a little emotionally invested in the players I drafted. You know, I'll hold on to some. I'm like, oh, he can still bust out. I know he can. He's got potential. But sometimes yeah. you need a second voice, uh, you know, that good versus bad angel on your shoulder to tell you, no, it's okay. Drop the guy. Let him go. It's not who you think he's going to be. Right. But my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. You can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. And remember, guys, check out the We Know Fantasy uh, podcast network. We have four shows weekly. We have a great staff of contributors just pumping out content left and right. So visit our website, WeKnowFantasy.com, for articles. Uh, Not only fantasy football, we have fantasy baseball content on there as well. So until next week, guys, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you. Later.